everybody, and welcome to The Damn Truth. I'm your host, Steve Dam, and these are stories that I think are funny. Today, I'll be sharing with you about an experience a lot of us have probably had. That's, that's around a bad haircut, but this was kind of, this was, it, it was, it was bad. I mean, it, it was terrible. Um, so without further ado, bad haircut. I have a love hate relationship with my hair. And holy cow, how many Cosmo op-ed pieces begin with that sentence? I mean, how I'm going to starting over. I tolerate getting my hair cut, and I don't tolerate it much. I've had fancy haircuts, barbershop haircuts, and anything in between, which is a lot. The best haircuts were by my mom. Although, to keep children from squirming, she used to show them a box of ears that she had collected of little kids that didn't know when to sit still and with an unfortunate lop ended up as a terrible trophy under my mother's bathroom sink. I'm pretty sure it was just dried peaches with some food coloring and corn syrup. Pretty sure. Anyway, that she didn't have any ears. Anyway, I still have my ears and my mom always cut my hair right. Tracy was another person that cut my hair. She cut my hair in college, and her haircuts made me dateable. Those haircuts got me to second base more than a ground rule double. I only hit maybe three of those in my baseball career. So, TMI, and probably not true. My friend Tara is a gifted hairsmith and can make me look like a million bucks. But although she has cut the likes of Jeff Bezos' hair, I can't get her to take a dime from me because she's so sweet. I don't feel right about a free haircut other than mom's. I don't feel that. I mean, I don't know what it is. I, I feel it's her craft and she should spend her snipping time with people that pay her for her tremendous talent, talent to cut hair. Absolutely. After today, I believe it is a gift from the heavens to be able to cut hair. Many can do it. Maybe even well. But there are a few that are either fantastic or fantastically bad. And if Tara is the yin of cutting hair, there was one day when I met the yang. So I walked into a shop that typically cuts the family's hair, or did. And since um, Wendy and Zach were out of town, the workers typically ask how they're doing. They know us there. Right. Uh, It's nice to have people that, you know, cut our hair. Wendy uses either of the two stylists and and Zach and I would get our hair cut. It's by whoever is on deck and in the hole. There's a system they have for walk ins, which is when Zach and I, you know, typically walk in, they sign up and they take us. Nobody fights over who gets to give us a haircut, but money is money and Neither of us have head lice, often. Today, or the day I went, it was empty, with the exception of a new stylist who was texting away at her station, and she looked up to see what had made the bell go off. I had never seen her before, and I looked around for any of the six others that normally work there, but 
Nobody was to be seen. She asked if I had an appointment. And when I told her I did not, she jumped up excitedly and walked over to check me in. She was younger, early 20s maybe, seemed nice, but had an undefined look about her locks that made my curiosity sensors beep. I have understood that many craftspeople that do excellent work for others neglect their very craft when it comes to themselves. I've been to contractors' houses that are unfinished because at the end of the day of building and improving other people's homes, they just didn't have it in them to complete their own project at home. Yeah, I get that. I understand how a person can pour their heart into their work for others and neglect themselves. I took the fact that this young lady's hair looked like a half-mown Texas lawn in August as a sign of a true artist. One who would explode out of Kent, Washington in just a matter of weeks as she pushed the boundaries of what hairstyles could accomplish. I figured I was in for a treat. And she sat me down in the chair, put the cape on me, and asked me what I wanted. What I typically get is a very simple cut. I get clippers on top and on the sides. I get it very short on the sides. A little longer on top. Fade it. Cut the seven and eight legs off the spider mole I have on the back of my neck, and we are done. It's been like, well, seven minutes, and the average is probably nine. This, this is probably the haircut I will have until my death. Depressing, I know, but we can discuss this another time. It was about that time that one of my regular cutters came out of the break room. We'll call her Brittany. Brittany asked how Zach and Wendy were doing and when the last time I saw them was. Then, I guess the new stylist looked confused because Brittany told her again what I normally get without being asked. She didn't do it in a pushy, mean, or aggressive way at all. Instead, her voice had a pinch of concern that maybe not all instructions had been absorbed by the young hair, hair artist uh, that was about to go to work on my own head. She excused herself and said she had to go, to, uh, go find the right guards for the clippers. Why weren't they at her station? Odd, but... Maybe I was the first person she had seen in a day. I, I don't know. No matter. I'd be walking out of there looking like a king in seven to ten minutes. The young stylist came back, looked around for a place to plug the clippers in. Then she attached the guard to the clippers and looked for the switch. It's a handheld power tool. The switch is going to be touchable by at least one outstretched digit of your hand. You shouldn't have to chase it around the device like it's a scared squirrel. Good Lord, she did not know how to start. She didn't start at the base of my neck. She started to clip in the middle of the zone that she was to cut with that particular blade or guard. Her movements were random. I couldn't keep track of what she had cut and what she had missed. Every other haircut I have ever received has started and ended in more or less the same way. Move around the head so you get everything and stop when it's shorter. But not this one. I think eventually she gave up on the shorter guard and just felt like moving to the bigger one. This time she started on top of my head and moved it around like a kid taking a lawnmower to the front yard for the very first time. No pattern, just moving it around back and forth. I took my eyes off the clippers for a minute and watched the young lady's face 
and the utter confusion of what she was doing. I wondered, seriously wondered how many haircuts this woman had done. Was I in the top 100? 20? The way she kept looking at my head and the clippers gave me the sinking impression that it was probably in the single digits. Then she asked me what she should do to fade the shorter bits into the longer bits. When I play drums for people, I don't ask the audience. So for how long should I play some hi-hat or should I just play quarter notes on the floor, Tom? Do you know why? Do you know why I don't ask that? Because I'm the drummer. I'm, I'm the drummer. She's the hair cutter. So I calmly suggest that we ask Brittany, who was sitting across the floor secretly videoing the whole thing with her phone to post on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I should find that link and post it. Uh, Brittany gave a quick explanation of how scissors and a comb are used. Exactly as I said it. This is how scissors and a comb are used. This literally happened while I was mid-haircut. The stylist. You know what? I'm not going to call her a stylist anymore. She's not a stylist. She's probably an amazing mathematician, gymnast, logger, bicycle mechanic, shepherd, orange juicer, police officer, nuclear physicist, rugby player, or Lord knows what, but she shouldn't be around hair. Brittany is a stylist and a darn gooden. This young woman is a cutter of hair only because by definition, hair was cut by her hand. Oh, Brittany, 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 I will make an appointment from now on. That is... This is the lesson that you are imparting on me, isn't it? That's what this is all about. You brought this gardener in here to teach us all a lesson, didn't you? You want to spin the wheel of chance on your haircut? Uh, we're going to let Bleachy McBird's Nest use a soldering iron to make your hair shorter. At this point, I would have let Brittany take over and cut my hair with a hammer and chisel because the new move that the young lady started using to fade my hair, pulled some out with every ridiculously slow clip. It was less a hair cutting and more of a hair ripping. It hurt. It hurt. But I powered through it. I'm sure several of you are wondering why I didn't say something. The simple answer is that I didn't want to hurt her feelings. She's obviously new there, and I didn't want to create an awkward moment between her and the rest of the shop. Jobs are scarce, Sometimes. And maybe I'm the practice dummy. She needs to get good. Um, good enough. Good, good enough to not hurt someone. And just like that, she was done. She was done. The haircut wasn't. Uh, but I figured I could, you know, even the front out at home. Besides, I was finished sitting in that chair and used the opportunity to not escape. I wasn't in danger. Retreat? Maybe? Maybe retreat? Uh, anyway, I looked like McMurphy from One Flew Over the, Coo Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And that's not, that's not my joke. I think somebody actually said that about my head. <laughs> this, this haircut would be the argument for why the Supreme Court needs to keep haircuts safe and legal. Awful haircut. Awful. Almost as awful as that last joke. 
and that's the damn truth. This has been Bad Haircut on The Damn Truth by Steve Dam. Uh, thank you for listening to The Damn Truth Podcast. Um, please uh, like this and review it. Um, write a little review or share it out. That'd be great of you. And uh, I'll, keep, uh, I'll keep putting these out. Uh, thanks so much and have a great week.